Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian, Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 27. We've talked to some experts, professionals, skiers, professional snowboarders, photographers, filmers to see what's in their pack. And today will not disappoint. It's winter still, even though 2020 is now behind us. I'm excited to introduce episode 27's guest that we will be dropping in with. I don't know if it's lucky or not, but... I got to travel the world with this guy since I was maybe 16 years young. He's a mechanical engineer. He spent 13 years on the Canadian National Snowboard Team. He's a two-time Winter Olympian in snowboard halfpipe representing Team Canada. He spends a lot of time in the beautiful British Columbia backcountry. He is an Association of Canadian Mountain Guide splitboard guide and can be found guiding through throughout BC. He has two companies, 1080 Wood making wooden objects and Spline Snowboards making some of the wildest snowboards that I have ever seen on the market. All made by him from start to finish. This husband, father, friend, splitboard guide, engineer, Olympian, woodworker carries a very important pack in the backcountry. Let's see what's in Justin Lamoureux's pack. Justin Lamoureux, are you ready to drop in? Uh, I think I'm, I'm mostly usually ready to drop in. Okay. <laughs> My lighting's terrible, Burr. No, don't worry about it. It's a podcast. It also does yeah, go on YouTube. I know. What's I know. That? It does go on YouTube, but a lot of people will just be listening. So don't worry. Oh, okay. That's that's good. So I don't have to look good is what you're saying. <laughs> you always look good. You yeah. always look good. All right. Yeah, I'm starting. <laughs> so um, if you're new to dropping in, I start with 10 rapid fire questions that you've never seen before. Are you ready? Um, sure. Okay. Number one, where in the world are you today? Squamish, British Columbia. Okay. Number two, we have traveled a lot together. Where is two? It's kind of a two part question. Where is somewhere that you would go back for snow? And where is somewhere you'd go back for sun? Um, Japan for snow. Yes. Although some of those Italian trips were pretty amazing. That's true. And uh, like Madonna di Campiglio, like a very long time ago, was. Insane. I didn't get to go there. Oh, well, okay. Well, you guys had mad pow there, it. though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like right down to the Gandhi all day long. It was amazing. Amazing. Um, and then, yeah, sun, as far as those trips, I'm going to say Barcelona. <gasps> I love Barcelona. 
I know you love Barcelona. <laughs> it's like the coolest place ever. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, now I just want to go to Barcelona. We're not allowed to travel. COVID. Ugh. Okay. Number three. <laughs> Moving on. Number hey, you three. Know what? I've, I've solved my light, my, my light thing. I've just turned myself off. Now I just look at you. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Perfect. Does it matter what I look like? No, no. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, number three. This is kind of a heavy question. Biggest takeaway from the Olympics. From the Olympics? Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I, anybody could win? Well, That's no, okay. not in my case. That would just be Sean. So nobody could say he just won. <laughs> uh, anyone could do well, I suppose. But mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing about it is like not putting too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. In that sense, you know, in one sense, it's another, it's just a totally other, it's another contest. Yeah. But then in another sense, it's a totally different contest. And I found the first one was trickier than the second one, but the second one was at home, which would have more pressure. But I felt but it didn't. totally at ease. Yeah. In Vancouver. I know. Although it was, I don't know, that was a weird one. There, I didn't feel as much pressure there either, I don't think. I was just like, oh, wait, lifted, I made it here. <laughs> yeah well the night I mean, the night right before we competed um brad martin and i were rooming together yeah and we were just chatting away and the, i think one of the last things i said to him before i went to bed was i've done everything i possibly can to do well tomorrow mm -hmm. and the rest of it's just what it is and then totally. just immediately passed out and fell asleep and I don't know what Brad thought about that afterwards, but. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me, what place did you get at the 2010 games? Uh, one behind you, which would be seventh. Seventh. Uh, but Still. for the guys, it was pretty good as far as Canadians are concerned. The best. <laughs> the best. Oh, man, let's go back to the Olympics. That was so fun. <laughs> Although I got really sick at those games. You got to go to four of them. I know. I don't recommend it's, it. I feel like I'm slumming it too. No, you're <laughs> trust me, you're not. Um, okay, number moving on from the Olympics. Number four, um, engineering and snow science. You are like the biggest brain I think I know. What's next? <laughs> I well, thank you. I don't know about that, but thanks. <laughs> What's next? What are you gonna learn next? uh currently i am taking some online uh masters of engineering courses through mit you're nuts dude and you um, have a child well, no big deal yeah last year i started i took a course in artificial intelligence and then the spring when COVID hit i took a few other courses to kind of like learn how to program some ai stuff and play with ibm watson which is this ai kind of computer um uh no watson's just like their that's the name for their artificial intelligence that ibm has so i was learning how to program uh chatbots and stuff so if you go onto a website it would pop up oh yeah and you could yeah. ask you questions and it would come back with an answer sort of based on and it's not a human being no it's totally not a human being <laughs> technology so it's I was playing around with learning that for a while. And then the last few years, I wanted to go in, into a master's somehow, but I didn't really want to leave Squamish. Yeah. And nowadays with all the online things, 
uh, I'm able to take what they call micro masters, which is one third of the master's degree at MIT. So wow. I said, sure, let's just start. So I just finished the first course and then I'll take another one in January through to March and then the summer and next fall. And if I pass them all, then I'll have done like a third of the, the master's course. And then we'll see what happens after that. You're crazy. So just picking, just learning one thing at a time. I respect that. That's one way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then what? (laughs) Then you're going to start building robots or something. I don't know. All right. I bought a robot. (laughs) You build it? Well, it's a CNC. It's it's kind of a, it's kind of a robot. I feel like you just use CNC. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. It it's what? A, it's a computer controlled. It's a computer controlled cutter to cut. Oh. I'll use it to cut out snowboard cores and things like that. It'll be used for spline. Wicked. So it's just a big, big table, and it's just three axis machine. Yeah. That moves around with a router essentially on it. Awesome. Uh, or a knife blade, and you can cut various things in three dimensions and whatnot. Very it's cool. Kind of a robot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, and number five, hike, cat, or heli? Boy, yeah. <laughs> I have to pick one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to default to hiking. I knew you were going to say that. I knew that. <laughs> I was like, I, I typed these out. I'm like, I know what he's going to, I think I know what he's going to choose. I mean, heli would be pretty close. If you get a really good day it's pretty insane okay can you explain Actually, to really the, can you explain to the people why you chose hiking i know uh, because you're a hike a thon you like hike everywhere <laughs> it's ridiculous uh i picked hiking due to i mean being in a helicopter is kind of like the crack cocaine of powder riding it's just more 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 right away right away right away right away right away i want more now 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 because you get to the bottom, the helicopter comes in, picks you up, you're right to the top in about a minute, into the next run. And if you're really fast at it, you can bang out. I mean, I took some clients last year on 50,000 foot plus days, which is a lot of skiing. Yeah. And to put that in relation to Whistler Blackcomb, that'd be 10 peaked creeks. Oh my God, you're like in one day. fire. You're uh, like yeah, oh yeah. fire. Um, so you're just, you're going really quite rapid fire on yeah. the whole thing. So it's pretty amazing in its own right. But then when you walk up or you split board up a ski tour, you get to kind of feel the snow the whole way mm-hmm. and sort of be in tune with everything that's going on. Uh, and usually you can get into places that you can't get a snow machine into or a heli or something. Right. Um, and it's just a little quieter. And I, well, it's a lot quieter, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot. I don't to, yeah. And I just really enjoy the 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 hike up and just kind of the being in that environment and I know but you're hiking through the day you're hiking like when you would hike the half pipe you're like on the stair machine like it's no big thing you hike really fast <laughs> and and everyone else is taking the chairlift including me <laughs> oh man all right so hiking one more well, one with nature like you're I'm, earning I'm, it right yeah, kind of. But I mean, in, in the half pipe, it boiled down in my head, it boiled down to time. If I took the chairlift, it took me 15 minutes to do a full lap. Right. But if I hiked, it took me five minutes 
So I got three laps in the pipe by the time everyone else got their second one in. Yeah, but seriously, your so five minutes gonna... would be my 20 minutes. You, How tall are you? Well, my legs are a little bit longer than yours. <laughs> like a foot. By maybe a, Yes, maybe a foot taller than you. <laughs> maybe more. Anyways, Super hiking. Cute. Hiking. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Number six. Now, okay, you have a son and you've taught him. I've seen you on like stories that you've taught him some snow science, which I think is so respectable and rad. <laughs> um, being a father, what is the most proud moment so far? Uh, for him? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I think anytime he just accepts a challenge. Oh. Is kind of what I'm the most proud of him. Because that, that's, you know, what I want, really want him to, to do in life is just whatever it is, just accept the challenge and, and try and learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. And every time he does that and steps into something that he's uncomfortable with, mm -hmm. that's when I'm, I'm really stoked for him. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, back to the mountains for number seven, favorite mountain to ride in the whole wide world. Like a chairlift access mountain? It's your choice. Whatever. <laughs> you could hike it. Whatever uh, you want. Although if we go chairlift, I'll say Whistler Blackcomb. Okay. Um, as long as they don't tell me, send me any more emails saying I can't book a week out. <laughs> I know. It's really <laughs> difficult right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, usually Whistler Blackcomb. Yeah. As far as chairlift access. And then anything else? Yeah, basically all the, the, the backcountry around the Whistler, Squamish, Pemby area. I, I, yeah, I can sort of pinpoint any of those because there's there's a lot of amazing mountains around. And For sure. There's, there's a lot of cool things to go snowboard on. Okay, cool. Uh, number eight, if you were going on a hut trip, how long would you go for? Uh, usually one week. One week. I mean, I, I would go a lot longer if I had food. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, thank you. Number nine, are you teaching any AVI courses right now? Right at the second? No. Not right funny. now. Obviously, <laughs> we're on dropping in. But we're within like... With Mercedes Nicole. <laughs> within like the next little bit. Uh, on the weekend, Thursday, Friday, I was teaching... Uh, Kimmy, my wife, and a whole bunch of other friends, basically all my friends' wives for mm -hmm. the most part, uh, an AST2. Okay. So they had the, we kind of bounced off that first half, and then we'll do that second half next week, I think, or something. Cool. Um, and then I had the last few days, a uh, private client that I was taking out uh, ski touring. Awesome. And right who on. do you recommend? Like, can anyone just hit you up to do an AVI course? How does it work? Yeah, totally. Oh, just hit you up. Perfect. We'll yeah. get all your info at the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number guiding, heli, heli access, like whatever. I know. It's so you want to cool. go slide on snow in the backcountry? Yeah. We could hit, we could I would that. feel very safe with you. I know that much. Number 10, you said that your favorite place to ride with a chairlift is Whistler Blackcomb. Let's break it down. Whistler or Blackcomb? It's my favorite. Creekside. 
<laughs> Just even more specific. Whistler Creekside. There's another lift on Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. Do you see my brother often? <laughs> never. Yeah, never. He's never there. Never. Never. Never Someone... see the heavens devils there. No, no, no I know. Someone I never was see like... you there, actually. I know because I, I am like the black sheep. I'm a Whistler girl through and through, but I live on Blackcomb, so it's just easier for me. I'm not going to drive to Creekside. Yeah, get it together, Murr. Creekside. I know. I'm not Come one with the with posse. Your I, mean, I do go up Fitz, and then I'll go up Garbo, and then I'll come down. But I got you. It is what it is. Justin, that was the rapid fire. Okay. Thank you. That's it? That was 10 questions? That was 10 questions. It it's just never like water. It's never rapid, which is my favorite. <laughs> but at least the listeners and the viewers get to learn a little bit more about you that they may not have known before. Now we're going to head in and uh, take a peek at what is in your pack. So you go out as a guide, but you also go out just as a Justin, not a guide. Just, um, just what, as a Justin. Just as a Justin. What are you going to, what's in your pack? What are you packing in there? Uh, well, at least thankfully you pre-warned me about this one, so I have a pack. <laughs> Perfect. Where's my pack? Does it have an airbag in it? Oh, it's an Arteryx pack. No, there's no airbag in it. Black Arteryx um, pack not in this with one. red zippers. Uh, it's a camsky. You know, now that I've deleted myself, I can, now I can't see myself there again. Um, yeah, this is the Arteris Kamsky. It's a 38 liter bag. 38 liter bag. bag for most people, but I think a 30 liter is kind of, kind of the key choice. Okay, it's, it's currently set up for full guiding. Okay, so, for guiding. Cool. I, I wouldn't know what's in a guide's pack, so this is cool. This is going to be the guide's pack. Yeah. Uh, radio. Radio. In reach. In reach, yeah, we talked about that with uh, Kristen Scheller. Um, scraper, that's really important. A scraper, Snap. like a snowboard scraper? Yeah. That's important? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like for getting bindings on and putting splitboard house together and stuff, snow sticks to everything. Right. So scraper handy is... Okay, that's uh, like a really small scraper. That's brilliant. Well, yeah, it used to be a Rude Boys one, and I snapped it in half. Oh, okay. And so I just need like the, the you, chunk of it. Yeah, you don't need a huge. I'm one. not like scraping wax with it. Just, I mean, it'd be really just getting terrible the snow to scrape off. wax with. But just Top getting down. snow off and knife off things and things like okay. that. Okay. And you had some snacks in there. Uh, I love to know what your snacks yeah, are. And, uh, these are the emergency snacks, quick shots. Cliff shots, okay. Because people bonk, and these things are amazing, and they yeah. don't weigh much. And they're they're pretty small, so they there's usually always some in my bag, but um, it's not full of food and things like that right now. So there'd be like this whole pouch is essentially full of snacks during my day. What kind of snacks? Let's get into snacks. I love snacks. Uh, fruit bars, shot block, or like cliff shots. Yeah. Cliff bars, granola bars. Uh, I'm basically just sugar. Sugar. More or less. Okay. If you want energy in the backcountry, it's sugar. 
Sugar. Yeah, Erin Hogue takes out like her emergency is um these little maple sugar things. Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, oh, that's super interesting. Okay. Um okay, on the my packs packs like there's a side zipper. Okay, yeah. If that makes sense. So it's like you're not, yeah, you're you're not going the, in from the top, you're going in no, from the side. My whole entire bag's packed from the side of the bag. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and here is my skins. Uh, harness. Oh. Um, I'm like, those are your skins. Psych. No. no. That's a harness. Yeah. What's well, a real harness? Years. You know, uh, harnesses really accentuate certain areas. <laughs> Bums. Bums. Um, yeah, harness carabiners, uh, micro traction, some slings and things like that. They all live kind of in the same pouch all together. Okay. Uh, this would be, I guess, if I'm going in the heli or like riding on glaciers and stuff. Okay. Would be kind of what's in here right now. Um, this pouch has 35 meters of rope, uh, six mil rope, so I can rappel down on this and do rescue and things like that out of pull people out of crevasses or lower them off cliffs and yeah whatnot um uh rescue tarp classic so this yeah this kind how of, big is that uh i don't know like eight feet by six feet maybe okay something this guy in uh canmore makes these and they're basically like all the, the guides have this particular one that brand that's not like a, a slick bottom to one side you burrito wrap everybody okay that's not like the um marathon no one. this is that's like a real tarp yeah yeah this is like a yeah. it's a pretty big tarp like i've set it up for to have like a kitchen and things like that right um, right right you know okay. what color is it sit under it <laughs> keep under it yellow orange <laughs> It's in an orange. orange bag. Oh, it's orange. Okay. It's cool. all orange. Cool, cool. Everything's orange. All my stuff is orange. So you can see you anywhere. Um, is that like a thing? Because all like a lot yeah, of guides have it. have orange. Is like orange a thing for guides? Uh, well, orange, red, fluorescent green. Yeah. Those colors you don't really see in the wild. Like you don't see that in the environment in the winter time. Okay. Right. So those things stick out. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. Uh, if you're wearing kind of bluish black green white camo you're the, the, those are all essentially camo colors in yeah. winter yeah. especially if you're in the forest or whatever right um, so they're really hard to see so if having bright colors super handy if you ever have to get rescued or something to that effect or for just sure need somebody else to find you okay um first aid kit yes yeah. there's a lot in that first aid kit isn't there yeah this is my like guiding first aid kit yeah. Um, but there's it's like the size of your I forearm have, <laughs> yeah it's pretty big um yeah there's a lot of stuff in there there might even be like some spare parts in there no i think i took those up but there's like masks and gloves and all sorts of stuff in there okay cool you could uh, save a life with that I, I, or not like you could keep a life going I, yeah i could stabilize a life Thank you. I That's suppose. the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, and normally, 
I would have uh, a puffy. A puffy, yeah, an extra layer. Yeah, a puffy's good. Puffies are warm. Because <laughs> you're going to be hiking everywhere, and then you're sweat and freeze. Yeah, you don't want to sweat as much as as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, when you're hiking, but yeah, I usually have a a down jacket, and then. Uh, Skins, water, lunch, if I remember to bring lunch, which when you don't is kind of annoying. Uh, extra gloves, sunglasses, an extra hat, like a thin hat. So yeah. if I'm ski touring, I kind of have like an uphill mode and a downhill mode. Okay. So uphill is thin gloves, thin hat, sunglasses. Downhill is goggles, thick gloves, layers, so yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, just again, to minimize that, that sweating. Um, there's a sneaky little side pocket inside this bag, which yeah. I have uh, a big knife. <laughs> on um, Robin, on, I had, I, sorry, I had Robin Van Jin on an episode and she's like, I'm just kind of yeah. a knife girl. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, like a knife actually doesn't get used that much, which is kind of funny. But, and so when every time someone's like, I got a knife, I'm like, what do you do with a knife? You can't <laughs> cut a tree with a knife. Right. That is you can, you can cut like little things with a knife, but it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like a full complement of screws, like screw heads and drivers. Uh, tool, a handy tool. Yeah. Handy tool because you got to fix a whole bunch of things, and then yeah, like just a big multi-tool. Okay. Like oh, Leatherman. Yeah, Leatherman style thing. Nice. Uh, I got some extra bolts and stuff for my splitboard bindings. Brilliant. Zap straps. Always handy. handy. Um, an extra ladder and uh, ratchet. For your bindings. And then uh, little hunks of little hunks of skin wax. And I've actually I got a really good story about these lately. My so my well, the skin wax is if you're oh if it gets really hot out. For your skins. You're, yeah, for your skins. Because you'll step through like the the upper layer of snow is like melted so your skins get wet and then you step into the cold snow and everything sticks to your skin yes and then it, yes. it flops and it gets bigger and bigger so you use like a little well it's usually bigger than this but um you use some wax to kind Put of that on try it. and keep your skins dry so that you okay. don't get snow stuck to it got it but as i recently found out wax and snacks rhyme well shoot you ate it no not me oh <laughs> It looks like gum. It looks like yeah. a piece of bubble gum. It does. So my my our, my friend who's living downstairs in our house, we went out touring recently and he forgot his lunch. So I was like, oh yeah, no, I got snacks for you. What, what do you need? And at the same time, I said, hey, here's some wax for his skins and he threw it at him. And then he knows I have lots of clip things around the house and it felt, the wax fell in the snow. So he just like reached in to the snow and grabbed yeah. it and hope and threw it in his mouth while I was reaching into my pack to get like a cliff bar. And then and then 20 seconds, like I don't know, whatever, 10, 15 seconds later, he's like, Am I chewing on cardboard? This stuff is terrible. You're like, that's the new kind of cliff bar. <laughs> Slash it's wax. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. What? And he's like, yeah, this stuff tastes terrible. Oh. chewing on skin wax <laughs> yeah. oh that's awesome
awesome. All right, don't Dude, mix Matt's up. Guy. He's still he's downstairs right now. I'm, I'm probably gonna heckle him about it later on tonight. He's still low. He's still with us. Yeah, he didn't he's still die with us. from the west. Yeah, but in case you're wondering, skin wax doesn't taste good. Copy that. Not recommended. No, no. Um, and then the uh, front of my backpack. Yeah. Which is our. Uh, oh gosh. Affectionately be known as like your your tool pouch. Yeah. Kind of thing on a ski bag. Um, shovel. Shovel head. Probe. Probe. Out of the bag. Shovel handle. Shovel yeah. handle. Probe is there a saw in the shovel bag. handle? Well, that's a. This is like the. This is the guide special. Okay. Um, this is a parcel wrapped with how many? Three. What do we call those things? No. So this is my saw. I know, um, but I was explaining what it was wrapped in. Which, well, I'm going to get to that in a second. The saw, like a lot of people use like a, a little chintzy snow saw kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, a pruning saw is actually much more legit snow saw. And then when you actually have to cut down a tree, you could actually cut down a tree or at least cut down more than one tree. Because right. Your snow saw will only cut down one tree. That thing is legit. And then after that, it's a struggle. Pretty sure my dad has one of those. Well, I had to cut down some trees to get a helicopter in one time because I missed the landing. Uh oh. And so I sat there with my old like snow saw. Yeah, you're I cut over one it. tree down, and after that, it, it just progressively got worse. I was like, man, this is taking a long time to cut this tree down. <laughs> oh Love to get the helicopter in here so we can leave. Right. Okay. Um, what is it? Tea. What do you package it in? Well, that's so. This is a splint. Oh, that's your splint. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So it, it's uh, like sign. Uh, signboard like chloroplast sign signing yeah 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 so it's kind of folded up and cut and then that's versatile because you would use that as a yeah splint it could be for a, full, a full length a full leg splint if and it and it cases your saw and, and it cases my saw and i can sit on it i can like lie on it if need be or something like keep me off the snow um are you the only person traps. that does this Oh no, this is like everybody does this. Oh, everyone this is like does the guy this. special right here. Yeah. It is like, super cool. If you're not running like this, because this thing doesn't weigh much. Yeah. And it's like, like I can split my entire one meter long leg with this thing. Um, <laughs> you're so tall. <laughs> I was teaching X distances and then he kept forgetting what it, one meter was. So then one day we measured my leg because I figured it was about a meter. Turns out yeah. it's a meter on the dot. Oh my goodness. So I can't talk to asked, you anymore. He was like, well, he's like, how long's a meter? I'm like, it's my leg. And he's like, oh, right. Okay. It's a right. great visual, dad. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I feel like and, uh, that was like a yes. huge inside scoop of like guides 101, what you guys use. It's really cool. Yeah. But we'll like pack things differently, like for the, for each day. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like I, I won't bring a rope and a harness on like a, I'm going ski touring in the trees. Okay. Kind of day, but the the first aid kit and the tarp uh, come every day. The the shovel probe saw, uh, splint, radio, those things come all the time. Very cool. Um, and the extra layers and sunglasses. Oh, I forgot. Like the most one of the most important things is right in the rain. Yes, the waterproof. 
paper. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna be a guide, you gotta be like you gotta have a book or something just to make yourself look legit. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was talking to Robin about it. I was like, oh, that's the water. That's oh, it's empty. I'm like, oh, no, that's the waterproof paper. And she's like, doesn't everyone know that? And I was like, I don't think everyone knows there's such thing as waterproof paper. Yeah, I didn't know that until like I kind of afterwards I got into it. I was like, oh. And is it is there a waterproof pen and pencil? Is that no anything will write on these things? Oh, which anything. Is really cool. And they okay. started like I want to say in the like 1800s making these things. It's pretty legit. Pretty Something. legit. I don't know. One of them. One of them. Oh, you see, there's a history thing in the back of these books. That's why I knew what, what was. <laughs> you read everything, Justin. What kind of uh, peeps do you use? Uh, I have a uh, Berry Box S. Berry Box. Is that like the most up to date thing you can have? Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. It's one of them. If if there's like a guide standard, yeah, it's probably that one. Wicked. Um, I want to ask you a couple questions. What's what's up for the season with you? Uh, snowboarding and sorry, hold on, I can't look at myself again. (laughs) Gonna hide that. Snowboarding as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything's pretty up. It's pretty up in the air in terms of guiding. And, you know, we're just trying to, we're just starting the cat skiing at Powder Mountain and the helis um, with Powder Mountain and Phantom. And just, yeah, we're just kind of, everyone's, the whole industry is kind of rolling with the punches that we have this year. Yeah. At least we can take local people out and we can teach avalanche courses and Mm -hmm. things like that, which is good. Highly so, recommend an avalanche course if you haven't done one. And I need to do my AST too. I've done like level one probably three times now. And I don't regret any of it. But it might be time for me to bump it up. <laughs> bump it up. Call Dom. I know. How fun he would was, me and Dom be? She wants to do it too, um, actually. Yeah. That'd be wicked. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I'm just going to do a couple takeaways from <clears throat> what we learned today in the short time that we had with you, but amazing time. Sorry. Not long enough. I know never long enough, but I'll, I hope to, (laughs) I'm gonna have to come to Creekside. (laughs) Um, a couple of things that you have in your pack that people might not think about the rope and the tarp obviously seem to be, uh, the rope. Do you take that with you every day? No, not every day. Okay. I might have, I might like a little five meter or something because sometimes a little chunk. Yeah. Can, really can help, help you get a long way. Um, uh, uh, but I would say not that many people have repair stuff in their bag. Have which? Repair. like, re- like Oh, repair if you have like, like a busted a binding or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, straps. <laughs> yeah. Keep all that. I like it. I um, Holy secret with the saw and the splint and the straps. That was really, really cool um, to see how you did that. Seriously, I'd never seen that before. Really, really cool. And um, I did appreciate how you explained hiking versus the crack cocaine of the backcountry, which is heli. <laughs> um, is there anything? Oh, and then also don't eat skin wax. Side Definitely note. don't eat skin wax. Anything that I missed that you wanted to touch on? Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure the two of us can chat for quite a long time. So I know. I know. I try to keep them brief. We're uh, we're, to the backcountry. I think we're pretty good there. T- 
Totally. Okay. Where can people find you online if they want to book courses with you or get a snowboard from you? Uh, they can just go straight through splinesnowboards.com and okay. contact through there. And uh, yeah, it'll come straight to me and yeah, snowboards, guiding, whatever. S-P-L-I-N-E. Spline. Very cool. Right thank there. you. <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for dropping in with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for any time. Follow Dropping In on Facebook and Instagram at Dropping In with Mercedes. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.